Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Root, root, root for our home team. A new pirate generation. Everybody shout, let's go, boys! Nope, not doing that this morning. No, I'm not Paul Zeiss, and yesterday's win was not very pretty. And I don't know whether to be extremely concerned or or whatnot, but um, that's what we're going to talk about this morning. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nicholas Harry Callis. This is Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. It's the Fan Early Morning Show. The Fan Early Morning Show, the wake-up show presented by 84 Lumber. Put your positive attitude to work at 84 Lumber. You can apply online at 84lumber.com. So we got a win. The Pirates won yesterday. But, you know, and they're in first place. Now, listen, there, there's a lot there's a lot to digest about yesterday's game. The PM team said it would be a disappointment if the Pirates didn't sweep the A's. They made some good points. Crowley and Doran were both on the leaning toward, yeah, it would be a disappointment. Uh, Neil Walker said he wouldn't be surprised because in Major League Baseball, uh, he was on the morning show yesterday. He said he wouldn't be surprised. It's... Uh, Seems that the baseball gods, so to speak, they kind of leave off. You know, they, they it, it's it's difficult. The baseball gods don't let teams sweep consecutive series. Whether he has a point or not, uh, I mean, sure, I kind of buy that. But I also understand how bad the Oakland Athletics are this year. That they, uh, how I mean, they're just terrible. They just and well, here's the thing too. I mean, it's a, the Oakland Athletics were so bad. I think that the Athletics had opportunities to win that game, and the Athletics ended up beating themselves. So, I mean, if you remember, and Austin Hedges, by the way, we're gonna get to Austin Hedges as well because I'm excited because he had a big day. Well, I mean, there's a lot to dissect about this game. There's so many good things. There's so many things that excited me, but then again, there are so many things that frustrated me about this game especially early on. I mean, Hedges made some mistakes, but then you know, came back, he got on base a couple times. He scored the tying run when the Pirates came back later in the game. And he also got a hit in that eighth inning that set up Andrew McCutcheon's sacrifice fly. So good on him, struggled early, and then and then he threw out a runner in the ninth too, so don't forget about that. One of the best base dealers in the game. Austin Hedges deserves... 
a half round of applause. It's such a, like, I, I'm struggling to find the words to describe how I feel about that game yesterday because there's so, there's so much you can be excited about, but then you think about it and you're like, hmm, the A's really beat themselves in that case. It didn't seem like a dominating performance by the Pirates. It just seemed like the A's beat themselves. Especially when the right fielder, whose name I can't recall, I can't name hardly anybody on the A's, but the right fielder, left-handed arm, when the ball was hit in the air, threw the ball to third base to get McCutcheon out as Hedges was going home to score, creating a sacrifice fly for the Pirates. I don't think I've ever seen in a Major League Baseball game with the tying run on third on a fly ball hit to the outfield, the right fielder not decide to throw home and get the and get the go-ahead run, at least contest the go-ahead run. Now the right fielder threw it to third and got McCutcheon out. McCutcheon did a good job stalling on that play and backed up a bit to give Hedges enough time to score from third base. It looked like Hedges was just going to deke him, and then Hedges kept running. His right fielder looked like he turned his shoulders toward third base and sure enough threw it to third. Just a bizarre play by the A's. I mean, late in the game, I can understand maybe even in the early innings, if you just want to let that run score, you think you got a better chance to get the runner out at third, sure. I mean, throw it throw it to third, get outs early in the game. When time's on your side, but like, that play was late in the game. Now they ended up coming back and tying it. And I think it was Nick Allen who, uh, on El Perdomo, struck out. And he was chasing all these high pitches. He didn't throw him a strike the entire plate appearance. Nick Allen swung. There were two pitches that were wild. And then he swings and a couple high pitches and bells for Domo out of that inning. If Nick Allen doesn't swing at all in that plate appearance, he might get a walk, and the A's might have taken the lead on the Pirates. The Pirates later, we know, would have came back and tied it. But at least the A's would have had a chance. It just didn't feel like in that game the Pirates were dominant. I know the bullpen was stressed. Twitter's mad at Rob Zestrizny. You know, they had a stressed bullpen, and I know that. And Zestrizny didn't seem on. Perdomo got bailed out. I mean, at least he got bailed out, and it was, you know, it was inspiring. Like, okay, you know, he worked himself out of this bases-loaded jam. The A's didn't do more than tie the game. That gave the Pirates an opportunity to win. That's what you want. But I'm just, I'm not, I didn't wake up this morning Feeling all that great about the Pirates. I didn't wake up this morning feeling great either because I stayed up to watch the end of the game. So I didn't really get to bed until 11 o'clock. And, you know, this show is early in the morning. But, hey, that's all right. No, I still enjoy it. But, yeah, feeling a little tired today, but also just not feeling feeling great about this win. I mean, there's two more games in the series. The Pirates didn't lose yesterday's game. So there's there are things to be, I guess, happy about, be satisfied with. I'm satisfied with a win. I'm not going to be enraged about a win. 
It's not an inspiring win, but it's one of those things where you can sit and you can be satisfied. You can say, you know what? It could have been worse. They could have lost, but they didn't. And the opportunity to sweep the series is still in play. It's not, again, it's not as inspiring, but they can still sweep the series. They can still be just fine. My name is Nicholas Harry Callis. 412-928-9370 is the phone number if you would like to Call me, and we can have a conversation. You can also tweet at me. It's at Callus underscore 33. That's C-A-L-L-A-S underscore 33. If uh, you want to tweet at me, have some comments, I will uh, read them at my discretion. Uh, Crowley and I got tagged in a tweet yesterday by somebody with the letters TG and then 8877 on Twitter. Tagged me and Crowley. Said, safe to say Hedges earned his $5 million in one game tonight. Love to hear it. Love to hear the Hedges support. Let's go Austin Hedges. I'm just, I'm partial to catchers because I understand all the intricacies of catching and I know that the batting averages are very, you know, they're they're very distinct. They're, they're very concrete, right? It's a concrete stat. You're either a good hitter or you're not based on how often you hit the ball over how many times you come up for at-bats. I get it. And he had a, I think, what, it let a wild pitch go or pass ball yesterday, let up a stolen base. I know Crowley may bring that up. He and I were texting a bunch last night, and it was kind of funny because Hedges struggled early on, and he's texting me like, oh, yeah, look at, look at that. And then I, and then Hedges got on base, I think his last two plate appearances, and, you know, ended up scoring the tying run, and he was on base and set up Andrew McCutcheon to hit the sacrifice fly to bring home the potential winning run in the game. So I like Hedges for that reason, sure. And I, I cracked back at Crowley, and I'm like, look at that. And it was a beautiful moment with Hedges and Johan Oviedo when Oviedo got taken out. I think it was after the seventh inning. And they're in the dugout, and uh, Hedges and Oviedo hugging a little bit, looking at each other, smiling. And Oviedo satisfied that he could leave the game in position to win. He didn't get the win because the A's tied it after that. But just to see that, I mean, it, it seems that the players – Especially the pitchers, they respect Austin Hedges and they value whatever he contributes to the team. We don't see what he contributes to the team because we look at batting averages and home runs and runs batted in and we say, well, he's batting under 200. And that's a fair point. I'll, I, I, won't, I won't disagree with that point. I just think that there's something, there's something else going on in this organization where you don't just want to cut the man. You don't just want to say, hey, you're gone. He's bringing some extra value to the team that we can't see. And right now he has an influence on the Pirates greater than anything that it seems Andy Rodriguez or Henry Davis can bring to the team right now. And Henry Davis is still light on his experience batting in the minor leagues. So we'll see. But I think that there's something going on with Austin Hedges right now, that they're not they're not willing to move him and they're not willing to make a crazy move. They're not willing to do anything that would mess up the rhythm of this team. Now you could also argue that what the heck's this uh what's the rhythm of the team if they won what about six games in May? And I, I'll take that as well. I I understand that point. But right now they've won six in a row to start June. So here we go again. They've won just about as many games 
to start June as they had all month of May. It's a very bizarre year so far. And don't look now. I already said it. The Pirates are a half game into first place in the NL Central. Sustainable? It's hard to say. I don't want to jinx it anymore. I mean, we all talked about it in April, right? Oh, a historically great start for the Pirates. It would take a catastrophe for them not to finish strong this year, and then they won about six games in May. They didn't win very many games in May. So not I'm not going to do that. Not going to jinx the Pirates. Not going to jump the gun anymore. And we're just going to take it one game at a time at this point. I'm going to take it one game at a time. I'm going to enjoy this team as their success comes and goes. If it goes and comes as it does, I am staying on the team just one game at a time. There are reasons to feel good about yesterday's win. There are reasons that maybe you're you're not feeling great. Don't be mad at yesterday's game, though. They still won. They still have another opportunity tonight. I think how they respond tonight to a game like yesterday will be telling. I think, though, that I think that, you know, it's just being patient, going one game at a time, and just appreciating right now they're in first place. I mean, toward the end of May, even our own guys, like Crowley was talking about it, they won't be over 500 again this season, and here they are. They're over 500. They're in first place. They have 32 wins. What the fifth best record in the National League, something like that. Fifth, sixth best record. I mean, they're they're fine. Right now, they're doing fine. They've won seven of their last ten games. They've won six in a row. That's something that you that you should be satisfied with right now. Be happy about it. Be happy about that. Four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero is my phone number. You can also tweet me at Callus underscore three three. Uh, if you want to make some comments, talk about the Pirates, talk about uh, anything sports related. If you get anything on your mind, you're welcome to talk about it. Just the Pirates, the big story right now because they're in first again. They are still contending for that division lead. And the St. Louis Cardinals are now eight games back of the lead in the NL Central. They're in last, and they're deep in last now. I understand the pessimism, too, because the Cardinals usually just always seem to come back and always seem to do well. I understand that fear. I'm not necessarily going to say it's safe either because I don't want to have any of you scrutinize me if for some reason they, you know, the Cardinals end up coming back. And I'm like, I told you so. I hate the people that say I told you so. So I don't want to make a, a strong bet here, but I will say this. I, I don't have as much faith in the Cardinals to come back and win the division as you might. Still a long season. I get that. And the Pirates collapsing in May does not inspire confidence. But let's let's enjoy that, too. The, the Cardinals are in last place in the NL Central. They are not better than the Reds or the Cubs. The Brewers are strong this year. The Pirates are strong this year. But the Reds, 27 and 33, better than the Cardinals and the Cubs in fourth, 26 and 33, better than the Cardinals. I don't think anybody foresaw that, but enjoy that right now, too. I mean, I mean, go pull up a picture of it. Go search it on the internet. NL Central standings. And just, you know, be pleasured with the fact that the Cardinals are the last team in that division. 
It brings me so much joy looking at it right now on my computer screen. 412-928-9370 is my phone number. I'm Nicholas Harry Callis. Andrew McCutcheon said some stuff yesterday after the game, and I would like to bring it back and let you hear it because something about his words greatly inspired me. Nicholas Harry Callis, Fan Early Morning Show, Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. I'll be right back. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. It's the Fan Early Morning Show. My name is Nicholas Harry Callis. Got this tweet from uh, Steve on Twitter who asks if uh, me and Dorn and Crowley saw this from last night. The Vegas Golden Knights beat the Florida Panthers in the Stanley Cup Finals in Game 2 of the series, and Vegas now leads that series 2 to nothing as the series go back to Florida. For game three, but uh, the Samantha Rivera on Twitter seems to be a, a sports reporter, and um, her tweet, listen, I don't give a damn what team you're rooting for. Get out of my face when I'm working my job and respect that I'm here, or that I'm working and respect that I'm here to do my job. She's stiff-arming a guy who's trying to get on camera or touch her and be a goof during the uh, the Stanley Cup Finals. I mean, that's a, that is, yes. Yeah, Steve tweets us, you guys see this from last night, this woman's a badass. I say so. Stiff-arming a fan with a microphone in her hand, reporting on the Stanley Cup Finals. Yes, Steve, I uh, I concur. That's, uh, that's a pretty badass move. And that's rough. Come on, sports fans. Let the reporters do their jobs. Doesn't matter who they are. They are there to provide information to the people not there. And enjoy the fact that you're there. I mean, I, I can never understand why people want to just put themselves on television when they're at a sporting event. The reporters and and the crew are there to provide you information and coverage of the game. So if you're going to, I just, I I never see the appeal of that. You're at the game. You get, you get to be there live. You get to experience the atmosphere. The people on television don't get to. So why bother reporters? Why bother announcers and broadcasters? Doesn't make sense to me. All right. Anyway, let me give you some fan weather. Fan weather is brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Summer is here. Come check out. Equinox, Trailblazer, and the all-new redesigned 2024 tracks. And you can check them out online at sunchevy.com. Today, uh, looks like it's going to cool off just a bit. High of 80 degrees, low of 54 today. It's going to be overcast, so the sun not going to be beating down as much today. There's going to be a lot of cloud cover. Then tomorrow, the sun comes back out, but temperatures drop. High of 74, low of 51 for Wednesday with clear skies expected. And the high temperatures... To start the weekend, Thursday and Friday, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be in the 60s, so it's gonna cool off a bit this week. Again, fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. So let's talk about uh, Andrew McCutcheon right now, and uh, he made some comments yesterday after the game, and there's one in particular that stood out to me. He was being interviewed with AT&T Sportsnet post game. And um, here's what he had to say to this question. 
First place Pittsburgh Pirates in June. Relax, it's June. We got to take it day by day. Okay, it wasn't really a question, but uh, the Pirates are first place in June. This is Robbie and Mikowski. And then Andrew McCutcheon's like, whoa, it's June. You know, relax. Don't uh, don't get ahead of yourselves. That's pretty much what he's saying. Um, and you know what? That gives me some some better vibes. I remember the 2013 Pirates. I believe they were the first of 50 wins that year before the Cardinals passed them after June. And McCutcheon was on that team. McCutcheon also was a part of several teams beyond the Pirates that were hyped up. The Giants in 2018 had an elite outfield that McCutcheon was a part of. They didn't turn out very well. And it was also an even year. Everybody expected the Giants to do well that year. That was the first even year of the decade that the Giants didn't make the playoffs of the 2010s decade. Or that Phillies team, when he signed that $50 million contract over three years with the Phillies, was injured his first year. COVID was year number two. But the Phillies had high expectations with all the players they were signing. Uh, McCutcheon was one of those team, uh, one of the players on the one of the, one of those Phillies teams that uh, the as a whole the team didn't do well. The Brewers last year were kind of I mean the Brewers have been a little bit you know, and I don't want to say this too harshly before they come into Pittsburgh or come to play the Pirates at all. They haven't played the Pirates yet this season. They just seem like they're getting more forgettable. That twenty nine team, uh, twenty nineteen team. Or 2018 team that made it to the NLCS and took the Dodgers to seven games was the last of their big breaks in that core that they had, and that core has since been dismantled. And I know that they're fighting with the Pirates for first place, but there's still something just forgettable about them. I don't know. They just are all over the place. And they haven't been a team to follow, but McCutcheon was on that team last year, and the Brewers didn't do so well last year. So McCutcheon's had a lot of experience. And when he was young, I mean, it was cool to be the face of the franchise, I bet, for him. Cool to be the face of the franchise and and be, you know, the young talent, the talent in their prime, you know, and, and looking up to other veteran players that were on the team at the time in 2013, 2014, and 2015. But, like, I think I can imagine that over time, being on teams with such hype, being on teams that were supposed to do, oh, I forgot about the Yankees as well. He was part of the Yankees team that uh, lost in the division series in 2018 to the eventual World Series champion Red Sox. But I'm saying he's been around the block now. I mean, he's had experience with other teams, many players. I'm just getting championship caliber vibes from this guy. I mean, the you know AT&T Sportsnet. We here at the fan, of course, we want to we want to hype the team up. We we want to say we want to mention them when they do well for sure, and we want to celebrate when they do well. But as a player, I'm totally fine with him saying what he did. Like, relax, it's June. I mean, listen to that again. First place Pittsburgh Pirates in June. Relax, it's June. We got to take it day by day. Love that. I'm fine with that. That's wonderful. Take it day by day. Great idea. What I just talked about in the first segment, taking it day by day, I was partially inspired by him. Because if Andrew McCutcheon's taking it day by day, and the rest of the team is taking it day by day, and they don't get ahead of themselves, the season does not end in June. The season doesn't end until October. Postseason doesn't start until October. There are many more games to be played. There are many more games to be won. This isn't just automatic. Those are people, those are players out on the field that have to perform almost every night for five, six months out of the year. 
So for him to say that is inspiring. He's acknowledging, and it seems that the rest of the team is following lead, that they recognize that it's only June. I think it's okay that we as fans celebrate. I think it's okay that we as fans appreciate each day, but I think we should also as fans take it day by day. I think we should appreciate that the players are only taking it day by day. There's nothing wrong with that, and I think that's you know championship mentality. I think in 2013, 14, and 15, sometimes we were getting a little ahead of ourselves at certain times, with 2015 being the exception because they didn't win 98 games. But 2014, there was a bit of a slide. They won 88 that year. 2013, there was a high because they hadn't been to the playoffs since 1992. But this year can be a little different. There were no expectations for this season. And sometimes I appreciate the passion of fans for being angry when they started so strongly and then fell off. They collapsed in the month of May. But just think about where this team was supposed to be this year. Think about, you know, 2024 is our year. That talk. And, and, and right now, there's no worry about 2024 very much because they're in a position right now where they are racing for the division lead in the NL Central. I say just enjoy this for what it is. Again, I, I say also don't be don't, – you don't have to be satisfied with the win yesterday. It doesn't have to make you feel good. But don't be angry about it. Give them another chance. They got two more chances. They got two games to win to complete the sweep. You don't got to be mad after yesterday's game. It's okay. And be inspired by McCutcheon's words. It's only June. It's a long season. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.